Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to Grief Guidance. I'm your host, Kristen Hines, and today in the episode, we're going to be discussing hobbies, things that you like to do, and how our grieving journeys can change that for you, and how it's perfectly normal in grief to let go of some hobbies that maybe you enjoyed before your loved ones passed, and maybe cultivating some new ones, and all of the emotions that go along with that. And so if that interests you, listen close. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of Grief Guidance. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to support the podcast and give it a listen. Every single listen means absolute world to me because I know that it is perpetuating God's plan for me to continue to share my grief experience and my grieving journey so that other people can also feel supported and loved and taken care of. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart for just taking some time out of your busy day and listening to today's podcast. And so like you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking about hobbies today. This topic kind of came upon me a couple weeks ago when I was trying to like figure out what I wanted to do one day. It was a lazy Sunday afternoon and I just felt compelled to want to do something and my normal hobbies weren't working. And so I wanted to really figure out why was that? Like, why am I not enjoying these things anymore? And after sitting with it and reflecting on it, I realized it was because of my grief. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I hope that it helps you to feel normal, I guess, because at first I thought something was wrong with me or I thought like, why am I not enjoying this anymore? And I just felt a little bit off. And then after sitting with sitting with it for some time and figuring out that, oh, this is perfectly normal because it's like all a part of the grieving process, I started to feel some normalcy again. And so I hope that this gives insight into other people who are going through the similar struggles as me. And or I hope it gives insight into people who aren't struggling and who aren't grieving, but maybe they know someone who is grieving or struggling along these lines. And so without further ado, let's get started. So this thought all started a couple of weeks ago when I was sitting on my couch on a Sunday afternoon and I just had this overwhelming feeling that I needed to do something because it was just one of those days where you were bored out of your mind. And I know you know what I'm talking about because I feel like everyone has experienced days like that where you just feel so irritable and agitated and all you wanna do is something. You wanna preoccupy your mind and you just wanna do something. And so I was sitting there and racking my brain trying to figure out what sounded like a good idea to do at the time. And I started listing the things that I usually do when I'm bored, which are taking a walk, listening to music, um, painting, drawing, playing music, like playing guitar, playing keyboard, writing songs, singing, reading a book, um, talking to a friend, like writing a letter. All those are things that I like to do when I'm bored. Those are, those are like my go-to things. And so I was sitting there and again, I was listing these things off in my head and every single one of them brought me more irritation. 
And that's when I started to realize, okay, just by think, like, I'm already bored. And so just by thinking about these hobbies, it shouldn't bring me such irritability, like it shouldn't make me mad. And that's when I realized that I needed to sit with it and figure out something like what is making me get angry about wanting to do some of these things. And I know it kind of might sound weird right now, or maybe it just sounds weird in general to you because you haven't maybe gone through it. But for some reason, it was just really, really bugging me because again, I wanted to do something and I had all of these options before me, but my mind was like, no, dumb, no, pass, no, that's stupid. <laughs> and I was just getting so incredibly frustrated with myself. And so that's when I start like set it off to try to find or set off, excuse me, to try to find out why, like, why am I thinking like this? Why am I feeling like this? Like I knew I liked to do all those things. Like I am very passionate about music. I love writing my own songs. I love singing and playing guitar. Yet I haven't done it in year, probably a year or more. I love to paint. And again, I probably haven't done that for over a year. And so I started to write this down in my journal. And what was coming up was that these were things that I did with Brie and dad or that they had some serious impact with. And I think my brain was just not letting me go there. And I don't know if that's a good way to describe it, but I feel like my brain was, how should I say it? Like maybe protecting me from doing these things because maybe my brain knew that by doing these hobbies that I did with my loved ones that passed, that it would bring up some sort of emotions for me. And that's the only thing I can think of. And so like, for example, I'll start with this. So the, all the music stuff, my dad was super into music. He's the one that taught me how to play guitar. And so when I, growing up, when I would play guitar, I would think of him, whether it be subconscious or not, like I would just think of him. And I, the last time I picked up a guitar and actually played was a month before he passed. And so I sat with that and I kept on thinking and I'm like, well, when's the last time I actually picked up a guitar? And it was a month before he passed. So it's been a year and probably six-ish months since I've picked up a guitar, picked up a guitar and played it. And once I realized that it dawned on me, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's kind of crazy again, because I've had no want. Usually, usually I have a want to go play music. Usually I feel like it's like calling in my heart, like, okay, go to your side room, pick up the guitar, write a song, like, or I have lyrics that come into my mind and I need to put them down. But that part of my brain, like I've had no creativity when it comes to my guitar and music in a very, very, very long time. And it coincides basic or um, perfectly with the grieving process and this grieving journey that I'm on. And so I thought that was extremely interesting. And the same goes for painting and drawing. So when Brie was alive, especially within the last year of Brie's life, she, she compelled me to paint. So she loved to paint. She loved to draw. And she got me into it because she, she we would go to Michael's and she'd pick up her paints and her paintbrushes and canvases and she would just do it. And she wasn't an artist artist by any means, but she made art that mattered to her. And, it, and most importantly, it was like art and music therapy, like ther music therapy for my dad, art therapy therapy for Brie. And so it just made her feel good. And so when she came up to my house, she, we would always like 
grab food, and then paint. And so we started to do painting a lot. And I painted uh, like so many things, like so, so, so many things. So I was painting like probably almost every day or every other day before she passed. And the same thing happened. My All my paint stuff is packed away in this dusty old bag in the corner of a room that I have, I can't really get access to because I like packed it full. And so I was thinking to myself, when is the last time that you made an effort to actually paint? And the same thing came up. I didn't feel like painting. I didn't feel like being creative. I had no drive to do it. And I know this may sound like nothing to some people, but for me, it was a really big uh, revelation or realization because those were things, painting and playing music, like those were things that I would do probably on a daily basis. And again, I haven't done them in over like a year and almost a year and a half, basically. And I and I think it has something to do with grieving Brie and dad. Again, there's no drive to do it. Like, I remember when I was bored before, I'd be like, oh, let's just paint something quick. Or let's just like jot down this chord progression and play some music. And it would bring me joy. It would fulfill my life. Like it would make me feel good. And now I'm lacking those outlets and I really need to figure out how to fill those cups back up because those were activities and hobbies that I so thoroughly enjoyed, like loved doing and now I don't have them anymore. And I know that it's not that I just like don't have them. I can do them, but it's more of a struggle currently. And so at first, (laughs) at first I wanted to force myself to do them and like force myself to play music, force myself to get a canvas out and put my paintbrush to it. But I I feel like that's not the point of a hobby. I think a hobby or like a passion is something that you just want to do. It comes naturally naturally to you and you enjoy it. And I think by forcing myself to do hobbies that I liked to do previously before Brie and Dad died, I think by forcing myself to do that, I don't think it'll be beneficial to my mental health and I don't think it'll bring me joy. So I took a second and I thought about it and I just realized that I needed to come up with a game plan on how to let go of those hobbies for now until that creative spark comes back and what can I put in its place to fill up my cup. And so after the break, we'll come back and talk about those options that I figured out. next part might get a little bit confusing to understand, but try to bear with me. And so when I was trying to figure out how I can replace those hobbies that I was doing and that I like used to enjoy with new ones that are life-giving, I started to come up with all of these options. Things like podcasts, reading books, watching TV, watching movies, um, And actually, those were probably it, to be honest with you. It was more, my mind immediately went to media. Oh, social media, like TikTok, things that would be very numbing. And for me, numbing activities, and I feel like for most people, but especially for me, numbing activities do not activate my brain. It does not allow me to be creative. I am a very, very, very creative person. And I need a way for my creativity to come out. 
And that's why um, art and music were perfect. And I think that's why they were so life-giving is because they allowed me to show my creativity and to get that part out of me and allow my, that part of my brain to be active. But when I started to feel like the first, I want the first round of these hobbies, if you will, when I started to fill this time with, again, things like TV, podcasts, books, it wasn't very beneficial because the podcasts I were listened to, I was listening to were more scary than anything else, like their crime podcasts. And although I find them fascinating, I felt this pattern that I would feel very depressed, angry, and sad after listening to them. And I would just stay in that funk instead of being like, maybe we shouldn't listen to crime podcasts if it's going to make you angry or like make you sad and make you depressed. Same thing with TV shows. I was watching these stupidest TV shows and I'm not saying you can't watch like stupid TVs or rom-coms or like, what do you want to call it? Those like MTV shows or anything like that. I'm not judging what you're watching. But for me, I was watching it for hours on end. It was mind numbing TV. And same thing with books. Like, Actually, books kind of went half and half. Some books I actually thoroughly enjoyed and allowed for a little bit of an escape. I think it was actually a good hobby to start up. But then there were some books that were just plain stupid that did nothing for me. And I was just reading them as a way of an escape. And again, I don't want me to say like, I don't want people to be listening and me being like, yeah, don't watch TV and don't read books because that's not what I'm saying. So I hope that's coming across clear. What I'm saying is that for me, the type of content it would that I was engaging with was not good for me. Again, it was soul crushing. It was not life giving. And my creative spark in me was not being fulfilled. And so after a couple weeks, probably of me trying to be like filling all this extra time with, you know, all these hobbies that weren't working, that's when, again, I started to sit down and that's when I finally realized that I needed my creative spark to be uh, tapped into, to be taken care of. I needed, and my creative creativity, it, this also might sound weird, but I feel like even taking a walk allows me to be creative and not in the sense of to create something, and maybe creativity is not the correct word, but I just feel so at peace and calm the same way I do when writing music and creating art, like when I do outdoors in nature. And so I really started to do an audit of my life of the things that I am doing and what is not working for me. And I started to replace the activities that weren't life-giving with activities that were going to nourish my soul. And so that those were things like reading the correct books. Like I know it's kind of contradicting myself, but some books I actually that were really life-giving, things that made me feel good, things that gave me hope and insight and education. I like those kind of books. Walking outside in nature has been a little bit difficult, but even taking five minutes to stand in the sun, even if it's like a negative 10 degree like wind chill, um, standing in the sun, it just makes me feel better. Um, I also like, I'm going thrifting more. Um, and that has been really beneficial because I like to find things and tweak it into something new or find a good 
like and put together an outfit made of all thrifted things and that fills my creativity like that need to want and want excuse me need and want to be creative and so I'm filling it with these type of activities rather than those like mind-numbing activities and I'm starting to feel a little bit better I'm starting to feel like my day-to-day has purpose and I feel like my day-to-day is more fulfilled and again like I'm still working through this I'm like maybe thrifting will go out the door tomorrow or something like that but I it's an everyday battle right and I know that some of these things aren't going to work for everyone but I know I can't be alone in this whole like hobby thing like you know having hobbies before you're people passed and then not wanting to do them after and so I and I know I can't be alone and so after the break we'll come back and talk about that now this probably will be relatable if you're having the same issues as me but when I first started to think about all of this the idea of letting go and putting down the art in the music, it kind of like hurt me in a way because I felt like I was letting Brie and Dad down if I weren't if I wasn't doing these things anymore, and I really had to sit with it and remind myself that those activities clearly aren't benefiting me right now, and that they're just activities like they're always going to be there right like I at any point in my life I can pick up a paintbrush pick up a canvas and create a piece of art at any point in my life while I'm still alive I can pick up my guitar and make music I'm not going to forget how to play guitar or I'm not going to forget how to sing right or write so I had to really remind myself that I'm not letting anybody down except myself by pursuing this like by setting these hobbies down right now not forcing myself to do them and picking up new ones like the walking and the reading and things like that. And so I that was probably one of the hardest parts for me to get over was to realize like, you know, that I'm not losing Brie and Dad by not doing these things, that they are always there for me to go back to. And I'm sure, I am sure that in a couple of months or a couple of years even, I will find the drive to want to paint again, to want to play music again, And that it is perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable for me to set those hobbies down right now. It does not mean I failed. It does not mean that I am broken or weak. It does not mean that I'm not close to Brie and Dad anymore. It doesn't mean any of that. I think it means that I am growing. I am allowing myself to set boundaries for me. I think I'm allowing myself to realize what I need and what I want in the moment to help me heal and to help me grow. And so if you're listening to this and, and you may be going through the same thing, maybe maybe you're, you know, a little bit nutty like me and you're thinking to yourself all of these things, just know that you're not alone and just know that changing up your hobbies has nothing to do with the person that you lost. They're not going to hate you. They're not going to shun you. They're not going to, you know, like, I don't know, smite you. Unfortunately, they're gone. And so you need to do what is best for you. And so if maybe say running was your thing, right? Like maybe running was, oh, meditation. I'm sorry, I had like a brain fart. Meditation is another thing I picked up again as a new hobby and I have been absolutely loving it. Absolutely loving it. It is very, very life-giving to me right in the morning 
to do my meditations again and it's just that's one of the things I forgot and I couldn't remember so I'm sorry but again if you are like me and you're going through this unfortunately the person that you lost is dead and so they're I think they would definitely rather you take care of you the best way you know how and so if that's oh my example I'm sorry if that's like running then and like maybe maybe you used to run with your sister and now your sister's gone unfortunately maybe running to you isn't fulfilling anymore and that's perfectly okay to set that down and say you know what I'm gonna try something else I'm gonna try rock wall climbing instead you know what I mean I feel like I don't know for me it was such a hard thing to let go of the hobbies that I was doing and pick up new ones and again I know it, it might sound weird to some people, but it was a huge, huge thing for me. When I realized this a couple of weeks ago, I was just in awe again of how wild the grieving journey and process is, how crazy your brain is and all the stuff that it takes you through. It is just wild to me. And so that's all I have for you guys today. I just really wanted to talk about hobbies and how I'm letting them go and including new ones and just really choosing life-giving and soul-nourishing activities to do rather than numbing ones. And so I hope that this episode helped anyone out there who is also struggling with this. And just thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. And I cannot wait to see you next week on the podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grief Guidance. If you liked the episode or you know someone who may benefit from it, please give us a like, comment, and share or a review on Apple Podcasts. All of that means the absolute world to me because I know it allows us to continue to get this message out of normalizing grief. And that's our mission here at Grief Guidance. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart for just taking the time out of your day to take, for, to take a listen. Excuse me. And so I would love to pray over you guys. So dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for the ability to try new things and to really take an audit of our lives and figure out what is soul giving, what is life giving and soul nourishing to us, Lord. And what's not? What's taking from us? And what's taking us away from you, Lord? Do we need to set down some stuff and pick up other ones? And Lord, what does that look like for us? And so, Lord, I ask and pray that you continue to guide us and love us the way that you do. Open doors and windows and allow us to go down paths that maybe we didn't know we could go down. Pick up hobbies that maybe we never even thought of. And Lord, allow those things to give us life and to allow our souls to be nourished and for our hearts to feel full. And Lord, thank you for the day we have on this earth. And Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my pain, our guilt, our shame, and our sin, Lord. I love you so much and thank you for everything everything you do. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you everyone for listening to Grief Guidance and I will see you next week on the podcast. Happy healing.